welcome to another MLEX podcast. I'm Leah Nylan, MLEX's Chief Global Antitrust Correspondent. And I'm Adam Siegel, MLEX's North America Trade Correspondent. 2017 was a year of big changes in the U.S., in large part because of the election of Republican President Donald Trump, who took over in January. Donald Trump is pretty much the biggest thing happening in the trade world right now. Adam, what is going on with all of the trade agreements that the U.S. used to be involved in? Well, we've had a couple of really big changes to trade agreements in the United States. This was a really big deal, partly because the Obama administration had spent so long negotiating it, but also partly because it was set to be a model for trade agreements the world over moving forward. The withdrawal really upset a number of U.S. trading partners, including Canada and Mexico and Japan and Vietnam, and also really emboldened China to attempt to reshape Asia in its own vision of what trade should look like. One of the really big things during Donald Trump's campaign was um, the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA. What's going on with the potential renegotiations? This is a very good question, and we have a few potential outcomes that we might get. We may have no change to NAFTA as a result of this. We may have a complete abrogation of the agreement. Everyone may just pull out. Or we may have a totally new and changed agreement. And part of the reason that we don't really know what's happening is because the parties have all tabled new things that they would like, and they none of no one can agree on what those things should be. So, for example, Canada has asked for a very strong uh, series of protections for workers' rights, labor uh, protections for minimum wage, that type of thing. And the Trump administration is on board for some of that, uh, but not on board for other parts. For example, because they're a Republican administration, they're really not keen on getting rid of certain right-to-work laws uh, and um, certain enshrinements uh, for um, labor unions, those types of things. The U.S., for its part, has asked for a couple of really uh, controversial things. The U.S. has asked for a provision that would require every five years for all of the parties to re-vote, basically, and re-sign on to the agreement, which would create a lot of regulatory uncertainty for companies. And Canada and Mexico are really not keen on that. And they're also looking for a rewrite on the investor state dispute settlement procedures, which help companies uh, who have difficulties with the regulatory agencies in different countries to adjudicate those problems. So it sounds a lot like we're moving away from a lot of the multilateral attempts at trade agreements towards perhaps more like a bilateral system. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with that? Yes. So the Trump administration has basically said that it doesn't believe in multilateral trade agreements or the multilateral approach to fixing trade. Instead, what they want to do is use a bilateral system. They want to have the United States make lots of agreements with all these countries. So, for example, the TPP was a 12-country agreement. The Trump administration has said that it would like to replace that agreement with 11 other agreements between the U.S. and those countries. And that is very good in theory, but the problem is, is that many of those countries aren't interested in starting negotiations with the United States. Japan, for example, had made large concessions to the United States on beef and agricultural imports and isn't really interested in even beginning negotiations at all for uh, a new agreement. And so the, the United States right now is looking for partners for those bilateral agreements, but we haven't actually started any. We've begun the process of renegotiating some of our old agreements, like the Korea-US agreement, but even so, we don't really know what that's going to look like and, and where that's going. Um 
one of the big things that the Trump administration has done is change the regulatory approach to a lot of issues. How has that uh, played out in the trade arena? The Trump administration has been trying to dig up a lot of approaches to trade that the, that America had between the 1960s and the early 1990s, before a lot of the more modern World Trade Organization style rules really began to take effect. Um, one of the things that it did was it began to promise, the Trump administration began to promise a lot of really, really big actions. And many of those actions are going to come due in early 2018. So the first pair of regulatory actions that's really worth taking a look at is the Trump administration launched reviews into imports of steel and aluminum and their effects on United States national security, basically saying, is it undermining our ability to protect ourselves because we are importing so much low-cost steel and aluminum from other countries? And the argument for this is basically that if our steel industry is so undermined that we aren't producing enough steel in the event of war to support the army, we won't be able to fight battles and win. And the Trump administration said in its early days that by June, last summer, we were going to enact global protections against these imports of steel and aluminum. Well, we haven't had them yet, but what's interesting is that the Commerce Department is going to be required to make its findings public in early January. And so the steel and aluminum industries are really expecting big action from the Trump administration and big protections. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see what the Trump administration does, because theoretically, if they were looking to make a big splash with these moves, it would have done so, they would have done so early on. They would have done so when everyone was still expecting those results. The second uh, big change to regulatory approach that we have is uh, the Commerce Department self-initiating duties cases. Uh, and it self-initiated its first case very recently on aluminum sheet from China. Uh, it was an anti-dumping and anti-subsidy case. And this is a really big deal because uh, the way duties cases get started here in the United States is that a company comes to the Commerce Department, comes to the International Trade Commission and say, says, we want you to investigate this, we want you to impose duties. But the idea of a self-initiated case is, uh, is that the Commerce Department will go out and find an industry that's in trouble, but doesn't maybe have the resources to launch these types of expensive legal investigations to begin with. And Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump both promised to do this during the campaign. Uh, Trump uh, managed to do it in his first year on his first case. And these are things that are really hard to find. I mean, you have to find a lot of information on the aluminum sheet industry before you can bring this. So bringing a case within a year is actually quite a good thing to be able to do. And uh, the Trump administration has a lot of support from uh, from the aluminum industry in order to do this. And we're expecting in early 2018 that there will be a lot of other self-initiated cases, most likely targeting com uh, industries where the United States has a large trade deficit uh, and metals sector, uh, places like Germany, Mexico, and China. And you said that there were three. What's the sort of third one that you were mentioning? So the last type of uh, interesting, what I would call old law cases, are these, uh, these things called Section 201 investigations. And um, these Section 201 investigations, we haven't really used since uh, the United States agreed basically to stop uh, 25 years ago. We had one, um, and, and these are what we call global safeguard investigations. Uh, this is when an industry feels like it is being crushed 
from imports from all over the world and it just needs the United States to put up tariffs to stop those imports or, or it will says that the domestic industry will just cease to be and um, we had one uh, about 15 years ago uh, that broke the rule uh, George W Bush put uh, safeguard protections on uh, steel and uh, it was originally supposed to be a four-year protection, but after complaints at the World Trade Organization, he removed those after one. Uh, the WTO found that the United States' approach to these global safeguards was not in accordance with global trade rules. So we have two industries that have brought these Section 201 cases during the Trump administration. We have two industries that brought these 201 investigations. Uh, the first industry is the solar energy industry, and the second industry is the washing machine industry. This is uh, Whirlpool. These are the types of washing machines you have in your house. And the International Trade Commission in both cases has found that the imports have injured the United States domestic manufacturers, and it has kicked the decision about what to do to the president. And sometime before the end of January, Trump will have to decide whether or not he wants to implement global tariffs against these products. So you've said it a couple times now, China, which was a very large part of Donald Trump's uh, campaign. What has the Trump administration done in uh, connection with China and trade? That's a great question. And, and China, in many ways, is really the largest elephant in the room when it comes to the Trump administration's trade policy. Uh, and we know that Donald Trump really wants to hit China with major tariffs, but there are limitations under US law in the ways that he can do that. So the first thing that they have done uh, is that they refused to treat China as a market economy for the purposes of anti-dumping calculations. And this, this is uh, something that China has argued about. Um, uh, MLEX has a lot of coverage, I encourage you to read. Um, but uh, China is looking to have the United States calculate its duties in the way that it calculates duties for every other country. And America is basically saying, uh, you are not a market economy, and so we can't calculate your costs of production fairly. And so we're going to do this in a way that is going to increase your duties. And China believes that this is unfair. Uh, China has complained to the WTO that the United States refuses to change its methods. And uh, we are, we'll see over time how this, uh, how this will work out. The other thing that the uh, Trump administration has done is it has launched something called a special 301 investigation. It's alleging that uh, China's regulatory framework and its legal protections are not adequate to protect American companies' intellectual property, and that uh, the intellectual property of American companies is being undermined when it's doing business in China. And uh, the results of this could be any number of things. It could be blocking Chinese companies from doing business in the United States. It could be tariffs on related products, for example, Chinese electronics, or it could be even tariffs on unrelated products. And we don't really know uh, what's going to happen, but we know that this is going to be concluded sometime in maybe March or April. And uh, it is likely that, uh, that the Trump administration is gonna make a really big deal about some sort of uh, aggressive action against China. Um, so the Trump administration has been involved in a couple disputes with Canada over planes and lumber. What can you tell us about those? Well, I think one of the most important things to remember about these cases is that these are what we in the United States, as opposed to everything else we're talking about, these are really ordinary trade cases. These are cases where the American forestry industry and uh, Boeing, on behalf of the American aircraft industry, because Boeing is the American aircraft industry, came forward to ask the administration for trade protections under very 
ordinary trade laws. These are the types of trade laws that are used, you know, 100 times a year. And we have one case in investigation in softwood lumber uh, that is an anti-dumping and anti-subsidy case, and a case by Boeing against a Canadian uh, aircraft manufacturer named Bombardier in an anti-dumping and anti-subsidy uh, dispute. And the administration is actually, interestingly enough, looking for a political solution maybe to both of these. Uh, but to date, the administration hasn't been able to come to a negotiated solution. So Softwood Lumber, uh, the United States has just uh, finalized its duties against Softwood Lumber and companies are now paying uh, from Canada to enter Softwood Lumber into the United States. And uh, we are on the verge, we are just about to uh, issue uh, our final duties ruling against uh, Bombardier and uh, its imports of plane and plane parts from Canada to the United States. And certainly these two industries are worth billions of dollars uh, to Canada. Uh, certainly um, in certain Canadian provinces, softwood lumber is you know, half of the income of those provinces. I mean, these are really big deals. This, these products are really big deal in a lot of places in Canada. And um, for that reason, and because of the nego ongoing negotiations on NAFTA, uh, the United States is really trying to find a political solution instead of uh, continuing to uh, assess duties on these products. And so uh, in early 2018, I think a lot of people are hoping that these uh, these two disputes will be solved in a political fashion. It sounds like 2018 will be quite the year for trade going forward. Well, I, it's interesting. I mean, the Trump administration really has promised a lot on trade, both in the campaign as well as in its early days. And one of the themes throughout all of these elements is that the Trump administration has not had as big of a splash as you might think its rhetoric would indicate. But in early 2018, even in the first few months, there are a lot of regulatory deadlines and the Trump administration is going to have to choose, does it want to put steel tariffs in place? Does it want to negotiate a solution on lumber? Does it want to conclude the NAFTA negotiations? I mean, Secretary Ross said he wanted to conclude those by March. And so if the Trump administration is unwilling or unable to uh, to come to political negotiated settlements, uh, it will have to decide whether it wants to fulfill its rhetoric or back down. Well, thanks very much, Adam. Thank you, Leah. It's wonderful to be here today. This has been another edition of the MX podcast. To all our listeners, please have a happy holiday season and thanks for listening. You'll definitely hear more from us in 2018.